86 years and over 15 million acres later. Ducks Unlimited, along with our volunteers and supporters, continue to lead the way for the future of waterfowling. Whether it's attending a local event or joining our volunteer team, you too can play a role in the next 15 million acres. Visit www.ducks.org and find out how you can leave your mark for generations to come. Ducks Unlimited, the world leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Bottomland is Mossy Oak's original camel pattern created by Toxie Hayes over three decades ago. This pattern preserves the original design while applying advanced technology for increased effectiveness. The same field-proven components and colors, the same dirt and bark elements, the same ability to blend into dark environments and obscure a hunter's outline from every angle. Mossy Oak Bottomland. Get up. Welcome, folks. Y'all come on in and make yourself at home. This here, well, this is the Rolling Thunder Podcast. Your home for all things Rolling Thunder. This episode is brought to you by Mossy Oak, because everything is better in Bottomland. Kent Cartridge, Quality Matters, Performance Counts, Shen Gear, Waterfowl Gear that is built better, Benelli USA, Dominate the Skies, and Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rolling Thunder Podcast. What's up? What's up? Still in Canada. We are still here. Still here. Loving it. How long do you have to stay here to get a permanent residence in Canada? I feel like we're close. We're far from it. I think anything over two weeks, you got to have a work permit. But it is two weeks, you got to have a work permit, I do believe. We're definitely cutting it close to that. (laughs) We're here vacationing. (laughs) We're here to see ducks die. Leisure. Leisurely. We've done that. We've done that very, 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 very well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say. How well well did we do it? Very. very, No, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I will say when we first got here, you know, so we came to a new area this year. Um, We didn't go to last year. Drake was unfamiliar with it. Spence was unfamiliar with it. Um, I was a little nervous. I knew there was water up here, but just not knowing landowners farmers really just not knowing where you're at Um, it's a a clean plate yeah i was i was a little nervous about it and especially after that first day scout man i was like there's some geese here but where's (laughs) the dough you know know what grow you know what grows off of a clean plate The mountain of happiness. (laughs) We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to the mountain of happiness. We probably just do it hunt by hunt, but Gert's still on that mountain of happiness of life. Oh, I, that's what I was just about to say. Drake and I hit it right on the money. We got here at 940 on Thursday night. And we left at Wednesday at 2. 2. Central time. We made it here at 940 Mountain Time. That's so, getting it. Yeah, that we, was a long drive. Gah. I think it was 32 and a half, I think, total. Yeah. Travel time. And we made it straight through. Yeah, uh, we probably didn't took stop. the night shift because uh, he's uh, been in Nashville, so we had to give him the hard one. Yeah. <laughs> It's my punishment. I tell you what, that last seven hours, everybody's Man. asleep, and I was driving. 
And I'm about an hour and a half out, and Frawley kind of starts waking up, and there is a vehicle I swore was on the back of the trailer. Like, they're about to hit the trailer. <laughs> and I just looked at Frawley. I said, is it just me, or is that truck about to hit us? <laughs> he flips around. Are you talking about the one 10 miles behind us? I was like, oh, boy. It was flat, and I looked in the side view. I was like, like dog, that, that truck's crossing the border, man. We got a long ways to go. I had to get out and get some fresh air to get flowing again. I don't, I don't know if it was the kind of driving or just the fact that we crossed the border and we were almost here, but from the border to here felt like we were driving on a treadmill. Yeah. It felt yeah, like we were like making going nowhere no progress. Right yes. When we got to the border, border I was like, the border. Border. I was like, man, oh man. Yeah. That 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. drive shift felt shorter than it took to get from the border to here. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it was rough. But, man, uh, we had a, had a pretty good trip. Uh-oh, Gert's got something to say. Yeah, this was this was the captain's log. Oh, William Frawley. Oh, He's got a captain's log. log. <laughs> captain's log, 10-05-2023, 4-27 At this point in the graveyard shift, I have convinced Minnesota is the biggest damn state in the U.S. It feels like we may never make it out of here. Furthermore, I'm quite jealous of my passengers. Drake trip. Drake and Trip have been in a peaceful slumber since yesterday. The only stirring that has been witnessed is Drake briefly walking, waking just long enough to ask what time it is. It was. Sorry, I can't read. Where the hell? <laughs> Trip hasn't moved since he laid in the floorboard. Fingers crossed he's still alive. Levi fought to sleep as long as he could, but the only contact that has been made since about two thirty is intermediate. Intermediate. Jeez, wow. Snoring. A hundred miles to Fargo, two hours till daylight. Squints out. <laughs> I had to make my own entertainment since y'all were asleep. Yeah. Yeah, when I laid down on that floorboard, I literally told Squints, I said, if you wreck this truck, I'm dead. You are dead, both so dead. don't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. in the floorboard. Oh, yeah. Drake was laid across the back Contact. seat. Trip was in the floorboard. Not as it's not as comfortable as it is in the Ford. I will say, Fords have th- way more room. <laughs> Drake at one point he's like, "Hey, we're gonna try this whole you on the floorboard and me up on top of the seats." And Trip wasn't really answering back to. And at the, at the given point when it was going down, Drake was like, "Get down there." <laughs> Trip didn't have a decision All to right, make. Boy, come on, get down there. <laughs> get down there. <laughs> Yeah, and they slept from the southern border of Iowa to South or North Dakota. Did was, my job. Did my job. I was in and out, left yeah. and right. Levi tried his damnness to stay up, but he just he couldn't hold it anymore. Yeah. No, I couldn't. I did drive from what was it from the edge of North Dakota to to the border to the border. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he started to get a little to, little to about a mile out. out from the border. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he the Levi got real quiet. Yeah. Like Levi, you nervous? A little bit. It's like, you want me to take over just to get us through? He says, I'd really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was freaking out. I was. I was like, first time for everything, and I just really don't want the first time me going through the border, and Drake's been through it, and Trish's been through it. I was like, one of you guys got to be driving. <laughs> you have to. You have to. The, the, the anxiety at the border is nothing. This is really weird. Is it? I can't even see you over there. <laughs> <laughs> on the blind side. On the blind side. Yeah, the border was very easy. I mean, I yeah. yeah. Now going through it the second time, it's going to be like, mm, okay, well, I got everything in order that I have. They yeah. can't really get me. So, yeah. 
Well, we stopped at the U.S. border first and tried to talk to some fake microphone, and then we went to the Canada border, actually. There was no sign. We stopped at the U.S. side, and we sat there for five minutes. Like, I don't think this yeah. is where we're supposed I to be. I finally looked up a half mile ahead, and I was like, I think that's our location when we be at Contact. Of course, the U.S. side is this giant, immaculate building, and then we see the Canada building around the corner, and it's basically just a shed <laughs> with a little carport over on the side of it. We get out of there, and uh, we had to walk ourselves a six-hour drive from there to our destination. Mm-hmm. Well, before we did that, we had a horrible A&W sandwich. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> yeah, Drake, I'm sorry on that one, but A&W did strike back as good later on. It did. The breakfast did. was awesome. Yeah, the hamburgers are horrible. They really are. It just depends, man. Well, and there's no ice. Have you had an A&W in the States? Yes. Okay. What Where do they say have them in the states? That, there's one in in Lakeland, Florida. I remember it like when I was young playing ball mm. down there because I had a root beer float. Well, anyways, we got out of the the crappy A and W is what Trip says, and I agree. I I agree with that. 100%. That was a less than stellar experience. The first one did not. We did not get off on the right foot on the first mm-hmm. one. The biggest thing that weirded me out is the drinks didn't have any ice. The Told ice, you. the drink machine didn't have any ice. Told you. I'm, I like look behind it. I'm like, where? But they don't have any crispy. Ice. They are. And cokes are real crispy. How can you sell ice cream floats and smoothies, but you don't you don't have ice? I I, I do not understand. Yeah, that, that is a little weird. I don't either. It's all the hard water. I don't have much fresh water up here. Well, then we got here to the old uh, Rick's place. And thankful Rick. He, yes, we got back Rick. here and he he, he had some, uh, what was it called? Ready for us? Hot roast. Man, yeah, hot roast and potatoes. Wait I hold us. it out. I held my hunger for that. Y'all stopped at old Subway. I ate a Subway sandwich and pot roast. Yeah. When did y'all have Subway? It's that gas station, the first one in Canada. I didn't realize. Oh, it was horrible, too. I didn't realize they had to, they <laughs> they wanted to pump the gas. And he's like, well, you can't pay out here. So I go inside to pay. Oh, 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 oh. And yeah. he's like, okay. they get kind of frustrated with me. They're like, why are you trying to pay in here? You haven't pumped any gas. I said, this dude just told me I can't pay out there. And he comes in there. He goes, do you want gas or not? I was like, yeah, I want gas, bro. Like, he says, well, how much? I said. Until it stops. Yeah, <laughs> fill it all the way up. What do you mean? Yeah, so I had, to, I had to figure out the Canadian way. Of way. They we fill serve, it up, not you get, serve, and then yeah. you go inside. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get back to the U.S. and we're going to be standing there at the pump, like, "Where's the guy that's pumping my gas? He's not working." And cleaning my windshield. Inside, or <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm. Well, we had 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 a good dinner from old Rick and went to sleep. And got up the next morning and saw a moose. Didn't see we, much foul. We did see a moose first thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. coming across the prairie at daylight. Moose, but no foul. Welcome to Canada. Lots of geese. A lot of geese. A few ducks. A lot of geese. But, yeah, there's a lot of geese. It's really yeah. hard for me to not look at the geese and say, hey, let's get permission on that We thought uh, We thought we saw a wolf ended up being a house dog. That yeah. is true. <laughs> I, was on, I was on full missions that, that it was... <laughs> But it was a wolf. We were convinced. Yeah. Look like, at the hair. Well, it's just dragging down. <laughs> he said, young ones don't have hair like that. Young pups don't have hair like that. There's a canine on, on the top of a hillside in the middle of a road, and Gert throws right his binoculars up. Right next up. to a bunch of ducks and geese. Yeah, kind of, and he's kind of staring at the ducks and geese, and Gert's like, oh, man. Man, that's that's a that's a mature one there. Look look at the way his look at the way his hair just drags and and just shines in the sun. Oh, at one point in time, what I did say I was like, he's he's getting ready to prowl on them ducks and geese. You see that? He's moving left to right. 
He get up there and he's got a collar around his neck. <laughs> yeah, like, we're like, oh, yep, yep. Uh, that's, that's, that's that's Fido. Let's yeah, move that's along. Dog. <laughs> There's a homestead literally right across the road. <laughs> did we ever? Did we end up finding anything huntable that first morning for ducks? I don't think so. Uh, no, we didn't. No, no, we found that little feed where the ducks were mixing with the snows, and then we, I think we just, what did we go southeast from there? Made a big giant loop and found a lot of geese. Yeah. 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 Never really grew into anything. Yep. First hunt that Saturday morning? Yeah. It was Saturday morning. Forgot the spinners at the house. I, so I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Did we end up finding that first feed that afternoon then? Yeah. And hunting it the evening. next morning. So I, yeah. I went yeah. got Because okay. Spence Rich and yeah. 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 Gotcha. So yeah. I went and got permission from that. So we did find ducks that yeah. day. Just yeah. it was later on. It was on. later yeah. on. Man, I thought that place was going to be – I thought we were going to be there the whole week when we found those ducks. They were – there was a big lake, at the, and it was real hilly, and it was at the very bottom of this hill, um, just a huge lake holding a lot of mallards, not very many geese, um, and they'd just roll out and feed in that field every day, and I just knew that they were going to get somewhere else and it was going to be good, but turned out to be just old traffic stop <laughs> there, boys. <laughs> They just didn't yeah. want to leave anywhere near that water. I mean, they just jumped, you know, hundred, three hundred yards water. over to the the next wheat field and the next wheat field. And and to shoot thirty ducks with no spinners that close to water, I think you know we we throw spinners in there, we shoot our limit. Yeah, I think we all can agree on that. I mean, at one point they were getting down in the in the same field like a hundred yards behind us. They were. Mm-hmm. Just like, golly, we're missing one thing. Yep. Dang, Mojo's. Well, as Spence put it, we didn't forget the mojos ever <laughs> anymore. Since. Nope. That was our one. That was our one. That was our one. It's okay to say that I had a meltdown. <laughs> Spencer did have a high speed come apart about the spinners. And then the next subject was because somebody took them out of the truck. I mean, they had to be re- removed from the rig. Fully fully justified. The meltdown was fully justified and we we deserved it. But yeah. when things really got hot was you know, Car and Ian coming to town that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, Spence, Rich, and Squints come home and act like they just won the Super Bowl. It's because we did. We <laughs> have this giant feed. Y'all, y'all are forgetting. Saturday afternoon, we didn't find anything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We had two or three very, very poor options. We went back to we went Sunday morning. We hunted the same spot we hunted on Saturday. We hunted the same field. Yeah, yeah, we did hunt yeah. the same field Ian twice. That's there. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and that was a decent hunt. I think we shot 50-something birds with, yeah, with a couple of geese 51. in there. Um, um, yeah, so Saturday, we actually ended up hunting the exact same field that we hunted the day before. No, Sunday. Sunday. Okay, you're right. Okay, so Sunday, so Sunday, we actually ended up hunting the exact same field that we hunted Saturday, but we did bring the spinners, and what we ended up doing was we pushed back about 500 yards where these ducks had been transitioning from water to water, trying to run traffic on them pretty much. There was some feeding in there where this spot was at, but it was primarily traffic. Um, Well, ends up being, we had permission on it from a younger guy, and his grandfather had given permission. um, His grandfather ended up giving permission to another group of guys, and so we got there that afternoon to watch him. And those guys are like walking around in the field and they come back to the trucks and like, 
what are y'all doing? And they're like, well, and a, and a lot of the ducks had flown the other direction. Correct. That, that, that Saturday morning while we hunted there, a lot of the ducks had gone north. Right. Mm-hmm. So we got permission on that. That's right. And then found out they were going to be on the other side of the water. And it didn't make sense for us to all be thousand yards apart. Exactly. Yeah. So we ended up, you know, just coming to agreement and hunting together. Um, and it was a good hunt. Um, just, man, it's, it's hard to hunt that close to water. Um, it really is. You, you hope they just roll out in separate groups and you don't scare them off. But the fact is, when you, when you pull up a big truck into a field like that and point them lights right towards the water, it, it's it not can good. Get, it but can also, get bad. Don't, don't forget, Saturday Night Scout was incredibly frustrating. You found two whoppers, Drake yep. did, and we found a couple of things, but we got told no on all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, outfitters, it was like there were people on every corner. Yep. I mean, like, I cannot remember hunting the same field two days in a row ever yeah. up here. And that was <laughs> what was so frustrating was because it's like, well, there's a trailer of decoys. There's a trailer of decoys. Oh, this guy's, somebody else has permission here. It's like, are we, how many people are up here right now? At yeah. one point, there was, what, us and two or three others looking at the same Same field. Getting, or, no, same body of water waiting on them to get off. Correct. And, they were, and that weekend, there were four different houses around us that were rented, and there were at least eight rigs at the hotel. At the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, and there's a second hotel. I don't know how many were down there, but, I mean, within hollering distance of the house we're staying in, there were 12 different groups of hunters. That's Yeah. Including right I can't the lie. I did enjoy cleaning the ducks right, right out in front of the driveway. So everybody comes on by. They see, <laughs> see what's been going on. They know we're Was busy. Saturday afternoon the first run in with uh, Wild Willie? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Is that's that what it was? Yeah. 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 yeah, that's when we found that big feed south of here. Yeah, we. There was some confrontation. Yeah, so this one guy. We'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah, but pretty much this guy thought that he owned everything. He's mm-hmm. he's a guy from the states. He's up here doing the same thing we're doing freelance, and and he's just trying to in the same area for a very long time. Sure, and he's just trying to bully it around and run folks off. And he's yeah. by himself, and he did run some people off. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But make so. Sure, make sure Yeah. Try to remember. Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Yeah, so jump in. Um, Did y'all find, y'all found some stuff Sunday afternoon, didn't you? What did we hunt Monday? That was the bar. That was was y'all. Sunday afternoon was when we found, we saw those ducks and we lost them. Yep. Boy, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. So Spence, Rich, and I went back to the same area where we had a run in. Oh, no, no, no. We didn't go quite that far. We didn't make it that far. Um, we had found a feed that was a really so- would have been a really solid hunt, but the birds were acting weird, like they couldn't sit still. They were bouncing all around the field. It was mostly the geese that were moving around. The ducks were staying put, but I would have been more than happy with that. Um, and then we were going up to the first group of ducks that we had found on Friday afternoon where Spence had gotten permission up there, which he had watched that that morning and had got them pinned down and was pretty confident about that one too. Well, when we were on the way there, we had to drive through town to get back up there. I look out the passenger window and there's a group of about a hundred ducks flying. I just pointed them out like, Hey, look ducks. And then I look back behind them and there's a group of about 200 behind them. And back behind them, there's a group of about 500. 
So we pulled off on the side of the road and we're watching them. We we found we kind of figured out where they were flying. We flipped a UE, turned around, got up on this hilltop, stood on the back of the truck, and all three of us are looking down at what would you say, ten to fifteen thousand? I'd say somewhere in there, a lot of ducks and not a lot of geese. Um, and went into full panic mode trying to get in touch with the uh, with the landowner. Could not find his house, but. <laughs> well, Spence kept his cool. He, yeah, yeah. Laser beam. Um, yeah, Rich was losing his mind. Um, but through a couple contacts that we had already made between Rick and another another farmer just south of there, we ended up getting the landowner's phone number. We called him. He said he hadn't given permission to anybody, but he leased that field to a farmer. And we tried to get in touch with the farmer and we couldn't just to make sure that we were the only ones hunting it. But he gave us, the landowner gave us solid permission to go in there and hunt it on Monday. And so that's when we, we went up and checked the feed that we were going to initially and there were birds there, but nothing like we had just left. And that's when we rolled into the house with, uh, with a little bit of pimp limp going on. Oh yeah, y'all were, y'all were full blown confident we're about to, to smack in the morning. Yeah, we, were, we were riding a little low because we found an unbelievable feed but couldn't get, get permission because right. yep. an outfitter had it locked down. Yep. Right. And last minute, Sunday afternoon, during that, we saw, I mean, it was way off in the distance. Me and Drake just looked out the window and saw a giant wad of ducks. And we're trying to get over to them to figure out because, man, this area is super, super healy. So when they get under those under that those ridges and start feeding, when, if there's no more birds coming to the feed, you're not finding them. Yeah, you ain't going to see them. It's hard. And, moving. Oh, sorry, go ahead. So we're driving around like chickens with their heads cut off, just searching for where these ducks went. Just it knew that it was going to be really good, and we that afternoon we we never found them, and we rode home. Just I mean, me and me and Drake were grouchy. I mean, yeah, was, we didn't hardly say anything on the way home. We were tails were tucked, bad moods, but got up, got back, found out we had a pretty good one lined up. Did the dang thing and yeah. it was done. The only scarce that before going to bed that night, Spence said, you know, we, we do have permission <laughs> from the landowner. <laughs> However, somebody may have permission from the farmer. So he's like, yeah, there's so many. Yeah, right. there's absolutely. I mean, these and it was birds, right, literally right yeah, off of the highway. These birds are right outside of town on right the highway. highway. Yep. So we knew that we weren't the only folks that knew about these birds. And we hoped that we weren't, that we were the only ones with permission but just be just be sure and, and and be cautious. We sent the whole runner. Sent in. the whole runner in. <laughs> Four o'clock. Me and Girk rolled out of here. We mm. we <laughs> Girk's go. Mm. We got there. Me and Girk got there super early. Uh, we started cutting brush, raking brush, and finally it was like, well, we got enough brush. Ain't nobody here. And Spence and them had just left the house, so I was I was hopeful for that that y'all would start rolling in, you know. And, and thankfully, it was only. 10, 15 minutes at a right. time. It wasn't far. Uh-uh. So me and Gurk are just sitting inside the little caravan here, getting warm and toasty because it was super windy that day. Mm-hmm. And about that time, I see some see some headlights and a trailer rolling in, and I called Spence. I said, you know, is this is this you pulling in the field? Because the guy was not pulling into the same spot that I intended for Spence to pull in. And he says, no, it's not. And so me and him hung out the phone real fast, and I just—I mean, I—I I floored that SUV as fast as I could across that field. I was—I was running like a dune buggy, jumping over hills. And as soon as I pull up this trailer, I just jump out. Well, before I jump out, Girk says, 
you going to handle this? Said, <laughs> I don't like confrontation. I said, yeah, I got it. And so I jump out and I was, I tried to play really nice with these guys at first. I was like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm trip. And they're like, well, what are you doing here? And I said, man, we're going to hunt. I said, we're actually going to hunt right here where your truck's parked. And they're like, no, you're not. We have permission. We're hunting here. I said, we have permission. So we're hunting here. Like yeah. and we just went back and forth. And finally I said, man, I understand that you probably have permission. I said, but we have permission from the landowner. I said, can you show me any evidence you have permission? And he just read a text message out loud. So I still was kind of unsure if he actually did or not. But no, he said, and he said the text message that he had gotten was from the landowner. Originally, he said he told me landowner, right? And which that's what blue red flags. But he he made a mistake. He meant to say the farmer, mm-hmm. and end up he did have permission from the farmer. Um, so Spence got there, and we just talked it out and said, man, let's. Let's just all hunt together. And so I think we had 17, <laughs> 17 guns, guns that morning. We set up on A-frames. Unbelievable. Half a mile worth of A-frames. Yeah. Unbelievable wind. And uh, just like Friley and Spence and Rich put it up to be, they started they started coming. Big wads too, wasn't oh, it? Oh, gosh. Big wads at a time. Shot 17 limits in just <clears throat> over an hour. Yeah. It, it best, was The best I can judge. And one goose. Yeah. The best I can judge <laughs> from the crank cam videos we did it in all about nine to ten different groups. Yeah. 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 It's unbelievable. The coolest part about that is, you know, we'd, we'd shoot into a group and the dogs would be picking them up and those dogs were incredible. But I would mm-hmm. just keep looking over to the right and these birds were coming straight from the sun. So, like, you'd have to get your eyes, you'd look into the sun and kind of like get blinded for a second. And all of a sudden you just see these little feathers, little wings coming, and, and then before you knew it, you know, I mean, you could see them from a long ways away, and before you knew it, there would be another 200, 250 mileers coming in. I was like, oh. Yeah, 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 one pass and smash. Get them dogs coming, in, boys. Coming straight from where they were the day before, and Rich kept saying it. The first couple groups we shot into that weren't that weren't more than like 10 or 20 were coming from out in front of us, and both times those groups came in and we shot them, Rich kept, just kept saying, mm-mm, those aren't our ducks. Those are not our ducks. Our ducks are over there. They're, they're not. These are not our ducks those are our ducks and rich within (laughs) spence just about busted it but i mean rich was right once our birds started showing up it got it got pretty it got pretty stupid that was 200 at the time that was an unbelievable morning and i mean that's what you come to canada for that is definitely what you come to canada obviously you want to shoot big numbers and you can do that and shooting in groups of 10 to 15 we did it last year Mm -hmm. but when you're talking about you're working you know it starts out a group of 200 dogs and it just starts growing and growing and growing before you know it they're tornadoing on you and then finishing right right. i mean these 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 ducks ducks were were in tight yeah it's incredible how many how many ducks were you think were in that giant group of mostly pintails that we didn't shoot into I don't know. I'd probably say five to six hundred ducks in, in in that one group. Yeah. Um, it was. Man. And we made the right call by not shooting into yeah. that group because we only had to shoot a handful of ducks left. So we were like, let's not mm-hmm. shoot into these. Um, and, and we were doing a good job at the ones we were shooting. We wanted to really square them up right and, and, and be able to pick your shot, you know. I mean, hell, almost all of them were all of our ducks, at least, Rich. We're coming over our right shoulder, and they would hit that right edge and just one turn into the decoys. They didn't need much convincing. No. 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 Mm, Yeah. That southeast wind was our our blessing this entire week. Yeah. So, 
that was a really fun hunt. Kari and Ian had been in, and of course, that was the day Boozer was traveling, and, and I... <laughs> I hate to be anybody that was around Michael Boozer that day because I know that he was just freaking out the entire time. He was. Yeah. Uh, and but, luckily, when they got in, we went and go. We went to go scout. We're like, we know where we're going. Yeah. Yep. So that afternoon, I hung back because I was, I was playing playing my role of Chef Hodges that night. So mm-hmm. I went scouting with Spence and uh, Squints, and we found some stuff. But I knew yeah. that where you were going, Drake, you and Gurk were going. That if y'all get back on those ducks that we lost afternoon four, it's going to be pretty good. Oh, and we found them. Yeah, we found them, <laughs> and we didn't lose them. We thought it was a uh, we we thought it was going to be a threepeat of uh, a dugout. Yeah, but it did it didn't turn out to be that way. No. Well, tell that, it too because these yeah. ducks where we ended up getting permission wasn't the field the ducks were actually. Exactly. Yeah, we had, we so, had kind of had to pull a little rabbit out of our hat. Yeah. So this uh, outfitter had permission on this pea field. And we finally talked to enough farmers and, and landowners, and they gave us permission basically on every field around this pea field. Mm-hmm. We are like, all right, where are they feeding close to it at? And they were feeding right up next to this wheat field on the north side of it. And sure enough, me and Gert, after we get permission, we drive out there in that field and get about 300 yards from them and on, on top of the hillside. And we're looking, and I'm thinking, and we're looking, and I'm like – the only thing we're going to be able to do is just put our backs up against this this uh, pea field and, and try to convince them, you know. And, mm-hmm. and a southeast win again, again the next day. Which, yeah. would have, which was that, right at our back. That was yeah. the game changer. That, yeah. That saved us. Because this southeast wind. Imagine too. any other wind. We, would, we, we I couldn't have hunted it. We couldn't no. have hunted it. Because these ducks had to actually set up on the wheat field to, 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 to land in the pea yeah. field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were set up perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of if they're going to get down – in this wheat, or they're just gonna kind of go over us and then go down the yeah. land. Yeah, I think we hunted the pea field. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. a totally different crop than what they wanted to be in, yeah. you know. And sure enough, I called my buddy TJ, I picked his brain about it after I talked to Spence because I was, I was a little weary. And uh, Joe, get over here. And, you know, at the end of the day, you got to think, you know, you're in Canada, so it's not going to be that hard. Right. Obviously. But they're still wild ducks. And and I was a little skeptical after I talked to Spence, so I called TJ and picked his brain about it. And he's like, man, you're in Canada. You got spinners. If you're close enough, you're going to be able to get them. Well, what I was most nervous about at that time, because there were still so many people around, and, you know, the last two days we ended up hunting with different groups of guys we didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And we thought it was going to happen again. Yeah. I was thinking, I was just, you know, all I could think about that night was, man, somebody's going to set up in that pea field, and, and they're going to get them, because they're, they're going to be where they want to be. Right. Um, but luckily... Bad for them, though. If they were to do that, we were downwind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> luckily, nobody was there, so there yeah. was no... We got word that, it, that that outfitter did drive by, and thought that we were in the peas, we weren't in the peas, and they're all butthurt, but sorry, not sorry, y'all can kick rocks we got them y'all did <laughs> well, suck it and that that hunt was the fir- the the day before was a super fast hunt but mm-hmm. that hunt was extremely fast and i remember sent my boozer and i was like man this is the worst part and he says what's that i said sometimes it just goes by too fast it really does <laughs> i mean we were we were two and a half limits short and we finished one pretty big group got all the ducks up counted again and we were too short yeah 
No, we were, we were three. We had three more to go, and and Gert, I, found, I found one more in my blind. So I was like, all right, we got two more. To go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. Okay, that's why Gert ended up shooting those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we were twenty ducks away from our limit yeah. and shot into one group, and then all of a sudden we were three ducks away from our <laughs> yeah. limit. I would say we shot I'd be, the lights out of that one. <laughs> I would say I'd be upset because I don't get to shoot my eight. But at the same time, if I had to shoot my eight, we'd be out there for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gert, you're really good at running that camera. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so, anyways, we all <laughs> unload our weapons and and let Girk set up. And you know, Spence said, "Girk, you know, we're gonna get them in here. You shoot when you want to shoot. Call your own shot." And we start working these ducks, God. and they're getting down in there. I mean, it, it it's we, I would have called the shot three times. <laughs> I was like, "What are we doing?" And finally, over there, he's like, "Are we hunting? Are you hunting, Levi? Are you watching?" <laughs> and so, finally, I make another pass, and I think. It wasn't near as good of a setup as as the initial three passes before but that. Still well within range. Oh, oh it's well good within. Yeah, yeah. And Kirk goes to fire his weapon. He bow, gosh, bow. What the heck? Bow. Damn oh it. my gosh. <laughs> I mean, when you got when you got nine people or ten people, whatever it was, watching it. I mean, the, the nerves. You were nervous. There's no oh, doubt you're nervous. Man. But then another few groups come in. You you knock down a green head, and then the group after that, you finished it out. Yeah, finished up. He was day. just waiting on a shot he liked. Yeah, that's it. Hey, he's on the green head. He's on the green head. Yeah. Can you blame him? No. I mean, we're here to shoot green heads. Go, no young pintail. You know, yeah. well, tenderoni pintails. <laughs> tenderoni. Pintail. Dude, them pintails do taste good though. Uh, yeah. You do wrap them in bacon and cream cheese, and you got yourself a good plate. Yeah, you do. How about that too? Just man, that take a break from. The hunts, we had some really, really good food. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a lot around once we started yeah. Once we started cooking yeah. at the house, we did. Yeah. yeah. When we got away from, you know, the Ugh. restaurants, try to support try to support the folks, but we they, tried. Just, they offer a little bit different food than we're used to. Yeah. yeah. We tried to support them, but they did not support us. No, rock gut every let's single talk, time. Let's talk about that. When we got done with the hunt, we went to a, a town and we went into a restaurant. <laughs> Everybody was ordering food and... There was a breakfast ordered at our table. There's breakfast order. Was that was that after that hunt or was that after Ian's hunt? Oh, that's after Ian's hunt. Oh, oh was okay. it? Okay. Sorry, okay. mixture, mixture. Yeah, we well, went we went to A and W. Both the first two the first two barn burners we had, we went to the A and W for lunch and got right. breakfast. Well, breakfast lunch, yeah, because yeah, yeah. we had it was Brunch. not lunchtime yet. That's right. Um, but after Ian's hunt is when we stopped into the uh, a different restaurant, the Mothball Motel, and yeah, at that. That certain day that we ended up going to eat, there was somebody ordered breakfast. There's hamburgers ordered. There's, I think, pasta ordered, I believe. Chinese mm-hmm. ordered. Chinese. And Chinese. And I, they brought my plate out dead last. Everybody had been eating. And I'm sitting there looking at all this food. I'm just starving, man. <laughs> Tell everybody what you ordered. Well, I, I ordered, you know, I ordered some beef lo mein. I'm, I'm expecting some, you know, teriyaki noodles and some teriyaki yeah. beef, and I'm gonna get filled up and be fine. This restaurant was owned by Chinese, by um, Oriental folks. Oh, yeah, okay. so, so I'm thinking, Ooh. I PC might as well, over here. I might as well order what they what they're known for cooking. Right. So I go with the beef lo mein, and man, they bring it out. Whew. And if you if you can imagine a child's cooking set. And they that you take their spaghetti noodles, and then I don't bright like, bright green broccoli, bright, bright green, green broccoli. lettuce, and dark gray beef. Gray. I'm talking about gray. I wouldn't even say dark. It was light. light gray. It was like overcast it, it, gray. It, it, it almost put looked, all this stuff in a pot. Like, it like cured concrete. 
yeah. and boiled it. <laughs> it yeah. looked blue. It looked yeah. like possum meat what it looked and it like. it smelled like sewage water. She set it down meow, and I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she set that down in front of me. <laughs> yeah, I got two. <laughs> she set it down in front of me and I was like, uh-uh. I, I can't eat this. <laughs> and, and, thank- Bo- and Boozer said, a double-sided menu. And you end up with this. You had food choices from three continents. (laughs) Yeah. And you picked the pasta lo mein. Thankfully, Boozer gives me some of his burger. Gert gave me some fries. And Drake gave me some onion rings. And I went out with a full stomach. But I can't lie. Rich had cut half of his hamburger. He only ate half of it. He takes the bun and puts, you know, he takes the bun and puts it on his plate and takes these beef patties and sticks it in a napkin. I'm like, I'm sitting over there, not going to lie, I almost had to cut him off. I was like, man, I'd really, really like to eat that hamburger, Rich. Like, I don't know what you're doing with that. He gives it to the dogs. <laughs> I forgot about that. He fed the dogs. I'm he sitting over here starving. He, like, pat, he like wrapped it in a napkin and like patted it softly twice. And Trip goes, hey, Rich, what are you going to do with that burger patty? He leans out and goes, I'm going to give it to Josie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, well. Oh, my gosh. So that that was that, you know. And where did we end up going to scout that afternoon? Back to there. Because yeah, that yeah, pond was full. There. We yeah. were stuck on that pond. Yeah, and we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we didn't hardly shoot into all the mallards that were on there. I'm trying to remember where what we got permission on what we ended up hunting over there. That's right. So we scouted over there. We went and checked on them. You're right. We didn't. Mm-hmm. The hunt was so fast when we were packing up from that morning. Oh, oh, I see. That there were we still. We skipped the hunt, but we, yeah. we went to lunch and skipped no, we the hunt. Ian's spot the next yeah, day. we hunted Ian's right. spot That's after right. we hunted the, the border. That's yeah. right. So after the butted up fields, we ate, and then the next day we hunted Ian's because Ian found a traffic field. That's yeah. right. Because we, we came up dry. Ducks there. Ian, Ian found an absolutely huge feed, but couldn't get permission. Uh, an outfitter had it. And so he started connecting the dot between where the ducks were roosted and where they were at and got permission underneath them. Yeah. So we thought it worked so well in the week one day. Let's try it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hey, we still shot them. Yeah. We, shot, we, we, we shot them. 30. The most incredible thing about that hunt, though, was before the hunt, we were praying. Oh, gosh. Praying that morning all together. And, I mean, Spence was just wrapping up the prayer, and he said something about thank you for these ducks and this opportunity and about and lord please bless this hunt and when he said that there was just mallards literally almost hit spence in the head and land in the decoys and 10 feet from us yeah play the audio of that. yeah when you hear that it was it's incredible place thank you for uh, this farmer and thank you for this hilltop and these friends and we pray that you would uh, bless our hope this morning help us to soak it up and enjoy the goodness and kindness that you Thank you. Holy cow. I mean, you can just yeah. hear those wings just right yeah. on the top of us. I looked up. I had my head bowed, and I looked up, and they were literally five feet behind Boozer and Spence. That audio, Girk is a solid 12 feet, 15 feet from the yeah. ducks and from him and that's how close they were yeah. you could hear that through the shotgun I mean from Jackson's angle it looked like they were about to land on Spence's head but that was that was an incredible experience and it was a fun hunt you know running traffic the way we were we knew that we were going to miss some groups but we were, we were going to get some groups we were just hoping for just one or two big volleys um, and the ones we worked man they just they knew where they were going um, yeah. also we worked a big volley 
We did. We and did. shot one duck out <laughs> of it. We, Drake goes, what did you say? I forgot what you said, but you said something along the lines of, oh, God, or something. They're doing it. And it, it worked out. Oh, well, yeah. We were having to break them. I yeah. mean, we were yeah. on them. And I was getting tired, boy, laying down, blowing them cut downs. I mean, it was, it was getting, I was getting worn out. And next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We probably saw more that day than just about any other day. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We almost we almost um, finished a big group of snow geese. <laughs> Doing a little unconventional oh, yeah. Th- calling. Those snow geese were 100% going to lie. Mom, Mom, we're, Dad. We're sitting there yelling at these geese with just our voices. Saying Mom and Dad. And they're going to lie. <laughs> They're going to lie. And one juvie comes in close, and Drake's like, oh, forget about these geese. Bob! <laughs> Everybody kind of lifted up. We're like, uh. And Squints made some kind of statement to Drake. And, and I picked up a new nickname, and oh, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, we can't really say it on, on air. Oh, <laughs> my God. It but was hilarious. I don't know if Drake chose to ignore it or he didn't see it, but out of all the snow geese that were up there, there was not one w- moving their wings. They were all just kind of floating down real, real slow. But Drake it was, was only a matter of time before they smelled a rat and got us that guy. Just like the right. ones, You're just like the ones right. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the right. They yeah. come into that. They come into that eighty yard range and then they start to figure it out. Yep. They get over them little horny cells and they get they get out. Horny or hungry? <laughs> hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we just found the sound bite for this episode. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> well, that, that was a fun hunt. And then that afternoon, we went back out. And me, Drake, and Girk went back to where we we hunted the day before on that, um, you know, in the wheat field, butted up to the peace double. Because there were so many ducks from that morning when we were picking up and just hanging out and enjoying the hunt, there were still so many ducks working that pea field. It was like, man, we haven't shot. We haven't even blown our calls at half of these ducks that are here. Right. Um, but in the meantime of that, um, Frolin, y'all, y'all, uh, y'all found them. We went into the lion's den and found them. We went down to the area <laughs> where Wild Willie decided to run everybody out of town. Um because we hunted there last year. Had some great hunts there last yes, year. Yes, and knew that there were plenty of ducks there and knew that we could get permission. Yeah. We still had yeah. some of the landowners and farmers' phone numbers and had built relationships with them last year. So that was actually our favorite place last year with the most potential. So we knew that when y'all went that way, that y'all were going to – it was a matter of time before y'all there found them. so, so many. I mean, aside from the one that we ended up hunting – Rich and I had got permission from a couple other farmers with some pretty solid feeds on them, but I had my sight set on the field that we had seen him in the three days prior and where Wild Willie said that he already had permission on it. And Sunday afternoon, or Monday afternoon, when we didn't have a good option for, no, no, was it? It was Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday afternoon, we didn't have a good option for Wednesday before we went to Ian's. I sent the guy a text and invited him to hunt with us and said, you know, like, let's just team up. Yeah. 
because the, the we had thought, who said he had everything locked correct, up. Yeah, because correct. we had already thought that he, we had thought at that point he had had permission correct. on this. We were field. trying to build a relationship with him because well, he was only hunting by himself, too. Right, and we, and we him steered, and his daughter, and we steered there. clear of the few landowners just because he was like, I got it all locked up and whatever. And when he said no, he wouldn't hunt with us. That's too. He basically what he said was, that's a roost. Which we're hunting in a pea field. We're not hunting a, a roost, right? And there was one little pond on the next section north that was not a roost. It was a transition pond. They mm-hmm. were coming off a big roost, landing there before they went out to feed, right? And I texted him back and was like, "Ah, that's that's not a roost. That's they're transitioning right, right there." <laughs> yeah. And the two days before the Monday and Tuesday, when Rich and I went down there and scouted, um, they were in the section of a pea field that this guy lived or stayed on their property. Um, it was right off of this house's back porch and that's where they were. Well, this day we went down there, it was on the other end of the field on somebody else's property. And I texted Spence and I was like, they're on so-and-so spot on there on the far South end of this big pea field. And we tracked down the landowner and pulled into the driveway and I looked at rich. I'm like, I'm 99% sure that we're going to get told no because wild Willie says that he already has permission. And we had seen every day we went down there, there was five trucks watching this field, watching this feed. And so we're like, we know that either somebody's already asked or we're going to get told no because wild Willie's got it or somebody else got it, whatever. Well, we pull in the driveway and we start talking to the farmer and he just he sees us pulling his driveway and he just has this look on his face and I get out of the car and I just holler I said how many times have you seen a truck pull in your driveway and he was like I lost count I think you guys are the 10th one today and we get there and we start talking to him well we're sitting there about 5 or 10 minutes another truck pulls in the driveway he turn he turns them away about 5 or 10 minutes later another truck pulls in the driveway he turns them away he just Points tells them to get out of here. Yeah, they they'd pull up and he'd roll the window down and he'd say, "I'm talking to these guys, like, you know, on your way." Kind he of knew thing. exactly what was going on. Yeah. Turn, yeah, come come to find out, he was very aware of what his ducks were doing, what the geese were doing. Like he he was some of these farmers up here. Like when they get their crops out, they just kind of check out and they hang around the shop. And I mean, you can't blame them, right? I mean, they're farmers; they work around the clock. They're not they're not duck hunters. Yeah. So they don't really pay attention. They they know when they see stuff in the field, but they don't pay attention to what kind of waterfowl yeah, is, it, is, is it or darts, is it ducks, yeah. is it, you know. Right. But um, he knew. I mean, he had been. Yeah, he, he had been paying attention. He knew. And and if if there was ever a Mariano Rivera of asking permission, somebody to close the deal, Rich McGowan is oh, is the Sandman. I guarantee you, he how how, how many. How long did he talk to him about that 2019 I was just, I was just about to say that. We pull up. I start talking to him. You're like, no, we're from Tennessee. We, uh, you know, we're here. We're here duck hunting. We're standing up here, up the road. And, you know, we noticed that this field had a bunch of ducks. And he goes, yeah, a lot of people have been coming here and asking me. I think you guys are the 10th truck that's come by here. And there's a little lull in the conversation. And Rich goes. <laughs> What year is this John Deere combine back here? <laughs> <laughs> 25 minutes later, they're talking about tractors and how this farmer's son is a salesman for John Deere and Rich's son is a sell is a, a salesman for it's, Helena. His nephew. His nephew yeah. is a salesman for Helena and was it Nutrien and then, you know, 30 minutes goes by and he goes, you know what? You guys go out there and hunt that field in the morning. And I'm like, can I have that in writing, please? <laughs> Just to be sure. And you we got pulled, it in writing, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. we got it in writing. <laughs> and yeah. it was, um, 
I, it was it was the closer. It was Mariana McGowan over yeah. there talking about John Deere tractors. Is Rich, what I feel like is what did it. Rich can. Rich has got away with words. I'm telling you, yeah. I could sit there. I, yeah, I just need him around me forever just to be my hype man when I'm feeling down. He, I told Trip, I was like, I was like, he's the greatest hype man of all time. He was going to get a duck that we had shot, and it fell a hundred yards over. And I said. I said, I just want you to know everybody needs a hype man. I said, you watch when Rich walks back up here. He's going to tell everybody that I shot that duck. <laughs> sure like, enough. I didn't even point at it. You know, sure enough, he walks he up. He gets about 10 yards. He goes, here you go. Here you go, Spence. Here, boss. Man, that was a great <laughs> shot you put on that. Man, good shot, Spence. And, and sets, the, sets the duck down right behind Spence. I just here. looked at Trip and I was like, yep, everybody needs a Rich yep. in their life. <laughs> God, it was funny. Whoa. But So we get there that next morning. And it was clear skies when we initially got there. Another good wind day. And, and you know, bizarre because now this is our fifth morning of 20 mile an hour yes. southeast winds, yeah. like sustained. Normally, you don't get wind at daylight. And it was blowing wind, like setting up in yeah. the dark every morning. Yeah. And so we're setting up and we're about, I don't know, we probably got 20 minutes left to set up and to start. It just, I'm like, man, is. I'm looking around. Is like, that dust from this field and the wind that's picking up in there? Because everybody or? was raking and cutting yeah, yeah. stuff out of hedgerow. And, and it just kept getting thicker and thicker, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, boy, that's fog, and I can't even see the other side of the decoys at and this mist. point. It yeah. was yeah. misting, just like moisture in the air. And we knew the ducks wanted to be exactly where we were at, but anytime it's foggy like that, I just kind of start, uh, you know, like I want to hunt sunshine and wind. Um, that's what I'd love to do. And so I was a little nervous about it, but we set up and we just started, you know, calling. I mean, we're, we're not seeing anything. And for, it just seemed like every time we'd really start calling, a, a handful of ducks just lighten the decoys and lighten the decoys. And um, we were shooting those ducks and having a blast shooting those smaller groups. Dude, everybody was saying it and everybody was in agreement. As soon as this fog breaks, it's going to get right. wild. And sure enough, I mean, it starts lifting and you Boy. can finally start seeing stuff. And it, uh, it happened so fast. So it turned on, didn't it? Fast. I mean, I think, I mean, it was eight o'clock by the time the, the fog broke. But from when the fog broke and the ducks started flying until we were done, couldn't have been more than probably 25 or 30 minutes yeah, legitimately. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger wads. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, like it was scratch. a group of 50 that would make a turn, and then a group of 100 would join up with them, and then a group of another 100 would join up if with there them. Was and next no, thing you know, there's 600 ducks above us. If there was no limit on waterfowl in Canada, Thank God there is, because we wouldn't have been able to eat as much as we we did consume. We ate a lot of duck up here. Um, we if there was no limit and Spencer continued to hand me shells, I think we could have killed three hundred miles. I believe so. That day, with it being a overcast weather day, like after a whole bunch of clear sky days, and that was the first day, day. That was the high that day yeah. was it was fifty, and the days prior it had been in the seventies, and so we knew that they were going to feed all day long. And Trip, you're right. If we if we could have sat there and shot until we ran out of shells, and they would have been right where we wanted them to be. It was so fun. it was pretty spectacular. It was yeah, it, it was, was unbelievable. And the we best did. part about it, old Buffalo Bills drove by there and seen Twice. us out there, and he was not happy. <laughs> no, yeah, me was, and Boozer yeah. start get, going to walk to get trucks, and Spencer's like, "Whatever you do, don't say nothing." 
Nothing it, to big no bill. conversation. And I was like, all right, that's kind of be I hard mean, look, for me, but. Right. Because <laughs> I, I just want to. Yeah. like a little chihuahua. You know what I mean? We don't need to have any confrontation. <laughs> Trip, you and Boozer go up there. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like, let's be honest, the it's King not like I'm Prince the greatest. confrontation. Yeah, it's not like I'm the greatest peacemaker of all times, and I've already bailed Trip out of one, you know, yeah, meltdown that, on yeah, Monday that morning. That one was seeing red that Monday other guys, morning. Finally, I walked up to the other guys after. You know, once we agreed we we're all gonna hunt together, and I said, "Hey, you know, sorry for not being the nicest guy, you know, but I mean, yeah, they were hilarious. They, they were like, their response to that Monday morning was pretty classic. They were like, hey, it's okay. It's, you got to be a bulldog. <laughs> you got to you got to stand for what you.' <laughs> they, they told Spencer, he says, yeah, he he wasn't leaving this field. <laughs> <laughs> I told them, I said, that's because he's more scared of me than he is of y'all. <laughs> that's what I asked Gert. I was like, I got back. I was like, Gert, it's like, if it would have went wrong, because the whole time I'm talking to these guys, Gert's just sitting in the truck. I said, Gert, if it would have went wrong, would, would you have helped me? He says, oh, no doubt, bud. I'd have been out there. <laughs> I was like, okay. But, yeah, on Thursday, we strictly no confrontation with Big Bill. He didn't pick Ian and Levi. He didn't pick me and Rich to go get the trucks. He spent he spent the two. Oh, I didn't get to pick. They were they were walking up there on their me, own. Me and, Boozer, <laughs> me and Boozer had nice conversations about life and advice. You know, I, I, I really did enjoy – parking the truck every morning and going to get it because me and Boozer had some good talks and so I, I enjoyed that but if anybody's gonna you know anybody's snap gonna, at somebody yeah. or feed into the conversation or say oh yeah we shot our limit in an hour big dog on your feet <laughs> you know it's gonna be us yeah and it, I mean look confrontation is not fun we're not up here to pick fights but that was pretty satisfying because we, we went about that one in the right way. We gave him a couple of days. He did not actually have exclusive permission on that field. No. He'd not even talk to the landowner. Right. He was just being a bully, trying to keep people off of it. And so, I mean, you guys did right. You saw a feed. You went to the person's house. He happened to be there. You asked permission. Got him to write it down. We got permission. It's not like we're shooting water. We're not messing everybody else up. We were a half you a know. mile from the roost. Yeah. No, no. We were two miles from the roost. We were a half a mile from the transition pond. From, yeah, where they were just getting water out before they'd eat. The roost was back behind us a half mile. Two sections. The double pond? No. Onyx said it was a half mile. Onyx is a liar in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't trust it. Yeah, we have a new rule. If you're not using eye hunter, yeah. get the heck out of here. <laughs> yeah. The only, time Onyx, the only time Onyx needs to be up is when it's on the Apple CarPlay on the dad. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That ain't no doubt. Yeah, a quarter section is a half a mile. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so, they were way more a, than a half a mile. Yeah, because <laughs> a section a section is a square mile. So yeah, we were we were in the southeast corner of a quarter section. The pond was in the northeast corner of that. Of the two sections down. Correct. So the yeah. transition pond was a half a mile. Yeah, and we were two sections over from the from the actual roost. Yeah, and then the other roost that they were coming from was more like. Four miles. That I mean, we also had permission on as well. And the wind was blowing away from all yeah. of those roosts. I mean, it just, it, it. I guess the point is, it felt good to me because we we gave the guy some space. We tried to, you know, play nice and hunt together and cooperate. And he was just being a bully. And the landowner knew that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the landowner said, it ain't his land. He don't have permission to everything. You know, I mean, so... Yeah, and the landowner also when we went by after the hunt, 
he was like, he said, yeah, he said, the reason I let y'all hunt there is because those ducks really aren't roosted on that, on that pond. Yeah. And he said, that's all he's been talking about all fall. And he said, I watch them every day. They roost, you know, two miles over there and they fly there in the morning and they get a little water and exactly they Exactly what Rich and I, I saw the day before. <laughs> my jaw dropped and I was like, wow, it's the first farmer, non-hunting farmer that actually understands what the ducks do. Right. Like, so anyways, it felt good to get them. Yeah. Did. And there ain't no need to. Like Boozer said, when you're in the right, there ain't no need to say a word. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, yep. that was just fun, man. And we we came home and said said bye to Ian and Kari and Jackson, which so it always that's that's the toughest thing that is for tough, me yeah. is when when everybody starts leaving. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was a little sad. Oh, oh romantic over there. I do. I, I love Kari Ball. And, and Ian's awesome, you know, and Jackson was a good hey, time. short boys got to stick together, man. Hey, I will say this. It was nice. Short having, King. He started short leaving. He starts stick together. That's right. Trip started humming to Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> it, was, it was great not being the only short guy here because – Instead of me, me being made fun of, even on Instagram, everybody was making fun of Kari. And I was like, oh, this is, this is great. Yeah, because he'd stand right in the this middle of the yeah. line. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, what was what did we do after that? The next morning. It was yesterday. Yeah. And we had a banger lined up for yesterday morning. Yeah. Gherkin. Uh, we, we went down. We went back to the same area trip. that we had, we had initially, our crew had been in. Because, um, man, there's just so many ducks. But... We couldn't get permission where we wanted to. It was locked up pretty, pretty bad by outfitters. Um, but we, so we, we drove another probably four miles away from where we really wanted to be, and came found another really, really nice group of ducks, uh, a good feed, and another pea field. Um, ended up, it was Drake's friend who he'd made up here. It was his cousin's field, or maybe it was his brother's. That. Where we hunted yesterday was that his brother's or cousin? his brother? It was his brother. Yeah, so. the one that he talks to. Okay, so we actually went to his <laughs> the house. One that he talks to. We went to his house and um, Drake's buddy was working on a <laughs> big, big heavy equipment, and Drake just walks out there in the middle of the yard, just starts waving and pulls him off the equipment, and he gets out there <laughs> and they talk for a little bit, and uh, we got to go ahead to hunt there, and it was set up nice. I mean, I had I went to bed with ease that night. I didn't mm-hmm. think there was going to be any problem um yeah let's just go ahead and I mean. eat these potato chips <laughs> into the mic hot mic and everybody that was probably by the way yeah i'm trying to look over here which one to mute yeah. like. <laughs> but, but i had it wasn't was near a, as the biggest feed we were going to hunt the whole week but right. it was it was it was enough ducks um because we only had Seven guns. Yeah, yeah we only had seven like guns. Um, so it was going to be. I, I really thought it was going to be good. Um, and it was. It was a fun hunt, but we didn't have near the wind that we. I mean, there was a point, and I don't think the wind was even moving at yeah, all. And yeah. when it did blow, it blew more out of the east than it did the south, which kind of put them funky over a little hill and just. I think there was just so much hunting going on around that area mm-hmm. that. Those ducks they, were sketched out. So yeah, sketched out. I mean, the outfitters were hunting over there. We hunted over there. Then we hunted over there again. I mean. Well, there was two different outfitters correct. right there, too. I had permission. But the biggest thing, too, because I'll be honest with you guys, we could have shot our ducks if if we would have, you know, 
taking shots that pull the we trigger. Did, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But we were really, really like doing a we good were, job. If we were to outfit and we had clients in hunters, you'd have killed your ducks. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they were bellying up, and I mean, they were, and it was early. You know, I mean, they were trying to land. But once the sun kind of got up, I don't know if it was the shadow we were casting or just they could see everything. But, I mean, they would get real low, and they'd get inside 40, and they'd just kind of not finish. And when there's 200 ducks in the air and the first eight kind of halfway get right, you just kind of feel guilty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not that guilty, (laughs) but after what we had done for the previous five days. Yeah. You were like, okay, we can do this. Like, let's try it. Yeah. Like, let's try to get him down here. No, nah, it didn't work out. Yeah, well, I'm over on the, in the blind. Like, golly, what are we doing? <laughs> Drake, Drake was freaking out. over there on the right side, apart, he, like, and he oh, never gets keyed up like that. Oh, oh, Drake was freaking out, and and Spencer's like, should I have called the shot? And I was like, I don't think so. Boozer, and Boozer was losing it because he was like, you're being a real jerk to Drake right now. He was like. You're, you're asking those ducks to do something they don't really want to do. It. You're asking him to do something he doesn't really want to do. <laughs> you're on an island here, man. <laughs> but was, it was fun. I it mean, was it was fun. fun. Yeah, it was definitely fun. And we even tried to get it one more time. We left the spread out there and went out there that evening. And more, more and worse of the same. But it was yeah. that was a fun and relaxing but, hey, way to end it. It yeah, was. I will say. Sunset. Picking up the decoy spread as a as a last day for you know the entire crew basically yeah, just, the, just the five of us just the five of us I think it was just a very like yep yeah it was that you were right that was a good way to end it it was like okay we didn't actually kill them all yeah <laughs> and we're okay with it yeah got, <laughs> me and Trip got in the truck and I called my trip. And I said uh, I got bad news, bud. He goes, "What's that? I'm not gonna have season at home." So, pretty much. <laughs> oh, we, this was an absolutely unbelievable trip. I mean, we had, I'll say, ooh, Joe, Josie. Um, but we had we had three absolute slam dunk hunts that a lot of guys don't get to see not one time, uh-uh. you know. And for us to do that. You know, three day, three or four days in a row. Um, yeah, and it it was incredible. Well, I mean, when your off day is thirty ducks and a dozen geese, I mean, that's not exactly an off day. Let's yeah, be honest, guys. Yeah, the lowest, How many days the lowest number we had was thirty all week. Thanks for telling everybody. <laughs> and I wear a size eight and a half. I mean, <laughs> but it's not all about the numbers, right, Holty? <laughs> Yeah, Holt, it is what it is, bud, but it is about the numbers, pal. <laughs> Holt, that was, I got to mention that in. I'm sitting, Every time Holt calls. I'm sitting in there, you know, hunting yesterday. He's called me, and I'm like, he's called me like three times. So I'm like, what's going on? He goes, I really want to go to North Dakota. I said, okay, just go. He goes, <sighs> Mom's not letting me. It is what it is. <laughs> he, he, uh, man, he cracks me up. But I mean, it was just like we said. I, I really enjoyed yesterday afternoon that without a lot of chaos. I wasn't even getting upset when the ducks weren't finishing. I was just really taking the time to take it in because it was my last time in Canada for at least another year. You know, Lord willing, I get to come back up here next year. Um, and last time getting to hunt ducks until. You know, November eighteenth, I guess. Bless your heart. I know. Three weeks. He's you going home to get in line? 
Uh, <laughs> is nah. it really only three weeks away? We got four weeks. Mm. Five, four or five weeks. We're, it's no, I'm sorry. Be five. We, we have today's the 15th. Today's 14th. Okay, so we have a month and four days. Dang. Whew. That's going to be quick. Yeah, we got a lot of work to do before then, though, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've definitely not tuned all five weeks from today. <laughs> all 500 Levy cuts. And I don't see that happening this afternoon. <laughs> no, yeah, I think they're actually going to take the ones that we brought because I don't. I wasn't going to argue yeah. with you, and you boxed them up, and I was like, I was, my heart was in the right place. It really I, no, was. I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> the I was like there. there's yeah. zero the chance there, yeah. I'm busting at him because that is an admirable effort, but that the <laughs> tape on that box ain't even getting cut. <laughs> no. That's one of the things I was thinking. Like, you know, I don't have a way to tape this box back up. I bet if I, if I try to crunch all these duck calls in this uh, little, little bitty box and put on an airplane and fly it home with my bags, probably get messed up. Might as well just, you know, consistency. Well, this trip was – last year was really, really fun. Um, I am missing some of the guys that didn't get, get to make it up here no doubt. this year that were here last year. I, you know, that that did suck. But I will say this was a extremely well-ran machine operation, whatever you want to say, yeah. um, between the guys who took time to cook, guys out scouting, you know, guys working on – there'd be guys working on, you know, just dark decoys and guys that were working on – duck full bodies and guys making sure that mojo, everybody kind of had their job doing blinds cutting brush mm-hmm. just made it easy and everybody just kind of fell in line where they fit best at and man that that helped us relax a lot more and and not be tired you know yeah. and, uh, stressed and be, out be efficient you know eating good food getting good night's sleep not having to stay in a hotel those things all kind of add up this yeah. this trip i feel like was Really special for me just to get in to watch Joe do her thing. Gosh, Man, just she blew the difference. doors off of it. Too. Golly, yeah. And the presence of, I mean, the first hunt this week or second hunt this week was seventeen guns. And Outfitter had two dogs and her and D. I mean, together, so four dogs. And I mean, Team Black Dog held their own. Yeah, yeah they did. Fine. Yeah, yes, they did. No doubt. I think these hunt tests next year are really going to go through with a breeze. Mm-hmm. She keeps oh, on this yeah. track, man. She's unbelievable what she's doing now. Yeah, she's not special. doing too good at staying on her place right now, though. Yeah, she little, wants to come hang spiky. out. Yeah. Well, she, <laughs> I think she's ready to get on the road. She knows, uh-huh. Old Joe knows that me and Friler are about to get on the road here when we wrap this that up. That was a little Joe lick of the microphone. Start driving. <laughs> and uh, y'all y'all aren't driving home today. We're flying home today. What, what are y'all yeah. doing? We're going to go see... Drake's buddy, uh, Charlie Fox. Yep. They ain't had enough yet. Yep. I, listen. But listen, somebody's got to drive the trailer had, back home. I have had enough. I could, <laughs> I could white knuckle that steering wheel and go straight to the house without any chemical enhancements. I promise. Spencer Spencer asked me earlier, he's like, uh, you got any extra extra shells in your blind bag? I was like, I mean, a few I can dig out. Because all right, well, we're going to. We're, we're running a little low. We're going to need whatever we can find. <laughs> I was like, okay. We shot, I don't know if you heard me say, we shot three and a half cases of 20 gauge and uh, and a case and a half of 12 gauge. We shot, dang. Jesus. So that, that's five cases in six days. Jeez. Uh, but we got to leave some up here for our buddy Thomas. That's true. So gotcha. That's right. He's gonna, we're going to swing through on the way to the airport and leave shells with him. That way. He's having trouble finding quality 20-gauge loads. 
And yeah. uh, speaking of quality 20 gauge loads, I'm just going to throw a little shout out to our sponsor, Kent Cartridge. We shot the two fours. Holy smokes. Absolutely I mean, rushed the, them. <laughs> <knocking> Tony, <laughs> you know, obviously we try to kill all the ducks with, you know, feet down, but in case of having to reach them, them 20 gauges was doing it, dog. There's there was no, more than one occasion where somebody would, would shoot at one getting out. That was minimum 50 yards yeah. and Seven. stone and to cl- cold. To clarify what you're saying, it's not that we're shooting tall ducks passing. It's no. that when a big group comes in and their feet down, I mean, first shot, they booger bust and out. start bust out. Yeah. So, you know, after everybody shoots the, the two or three cupcakes in the middle, you start scratching for, you know, for other ducks. Yeah. I mean, they were – there was no uh, – there was no lackage in the yellow shells. Mm-mm. No. Actually, I think we only had – who, who shot 12s? Kari and, Kari and, and Mickey. Mickey Watts. Yeah, everybody else shot 20. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a great week, great shooting, well-old machine, but we're going to go see our buddy Charlie Fox. And you know Charlie. I guess y'all work yep. together. Yeah, well, uh, so basically what, what's has happened is TJ got – I don't think he fully got rid of it, but he's they have some new owners and – uh, Charlie got hired to run that whole operation and invited us to come hunt with a few other people. And yeah. we may make it to see uh, some, some ducks die with a bow and arrow. Yeah, so, that's the word. Yeah. It will not we be better because find I, a, Yeah, we better find a rock pile. Yeah, it will not be because <laughs> I pulled the bow and arrow yeah. back. Uh, but, yeah, it should be, a, should be a really, really good time. And then we're going to fly home, so – well, I hope y'all continue to mash on them. Just the please save a few. Let a few get on back back to Arkansas, <laughs> boys. Y'all did a good job this, at shooting brown ducks. I appreciate is, it. I was shooting a lot of green heads, you know. Yeah. Typical me. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate y'all being kind and sh- you know shooting plenty of pintails and, yeah. and other brown yeah, ducks. Yeah, and if you ever come up here with a group of people and it's time to take the kill picture, don't be the guy who picks out the prettiest eight green heads. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. Green kills your limit. I killed all eight of them. One with a sprig. <laughs> I mean, I, I Tripp's going to make sure that every portrait he's on on the hallway, the Hall of Fame at the shop, is he's holding all green heads. Yeah. Like, got mine. Seven green heads, one bull sprig. Sheesh. Killed every one of them. Sheesh. I'm serious. When they, when they start working, if you sit beside me, all you hear me doing is this. Oh, I'm I'm gonna get that green head. I'm just locked in. <laughs> Can confirm. Tripp and I hunted next to each other several hunts, and he was like, "Oh, look at that green head." Oh, there. Um, and he just he picks one and just watches it all the way oh, in. I'm not. My first shot. A lot of times are not right here. These up close ducks. I'm 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 typically looking where nobody else is looking because those are ducks that are gonna get out. So find me one up there. Yep. Shoot him and then work my way on. Typical Panama yeah. City. Yeah, out, not up is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> you know what goes up must come down, right? They, <laughs> hey, I made them come down. Don't worry. A few times. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a great trip, and I appreciate everybody's work and man, everybody just playing their role, and it was uh, very satisfying to come to an area we've never been to, crushed it, and crush them. Yeah. No doubt. So, well, thanks for taking us up here. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome. Shoot, this is a this is a wee thing. This ain't we ain't spending my pocket money. This is y'all y'all help sell duck calls and t shirts and hats as much as anybody did. So this is a team effort. Well, y'all be safe. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Me and Squinch, you ready to get on the road? Let's point it south, baby. We've got it. We could. We've got a really long drive from here. Yeah. <laughs>
We got a long drive. Y'all are going to make it down there before we fill the truck up with gas outside right here in town. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, thank y'all for listening, and we'll catch y'all on the next one. See ya. See, See ya. y'all. See y'all. Hey, y'all, this is Spence and Frawley, and just wanted to say thank you for listening to another episode of our podcast. We really, really enjoy producing this podcast and would be really grateful if wherever you get your podcasts, if you would subscribe to the Rolling Thunder podcast and give us a five-star rating. Somehow, apparently, out there in internet la-la media land, (laughs) that helps our podcast to be found by other people like you. So, we just want you to know we appreciate you listening, and we'd like to ask you to subscribe and give us a five-star review and keep on listening. And unfortunately, recording podcasts don't pay the bills, so we just do this for fun and for y'all, and we want it to grow as bad as y'all want it to grow, so... We could really use your help in doing that. Share it with a friend. Yes, right. We appreciate y'all stopping by again. Thanks for listening.